You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 44. On this episode, we have our special guest, Fleur Allen, from Out of the Box Biz. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi everyone, this is Ed K. Smith from the Business Marketing Show and Online Impact with my co-host Brendan Tully from the Search Engine Shop and we have our special guest on the line today, Fleur Allen from Out of the Box Biz. I met Fleur six years ago uh, at another event at the Business Fusion slash Mastery uh, workshops that were run by Anthea Moffat, now known as Anthea Horvat. Um, and that's how we initially met all those years ago. And uh, Fleur runs a very successful uh, um, marketing slash networking business in Perth, which is the out-of-the-box biz events that we're going to discuss. And she's also just come back from Entrepalooza in Santa Barbara in the US, which is part of the Entreport web marketing system and their awards. And she's been over there and she actually was the recipient of award as well. So she will talk about that. So welcome, Fleur, to the podcast. How are you? Thanks so much. And thanks for the opportunity um, from both you and Brendan. Thanks very much. And has it been six years, Ed? <laughs> Fleur, it's been six years. I, I hate to disappoint you with that information, but yes, that it has good, been. I feel but I feel old. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, that's what happens. You think far out, six years went very, very quickly. But yes, it was it was 2009. So uh, Yes, that's gone very quickly. And my, how things have changed they for ha- me. They have indeed. And you've, you've had a lot of different things where you've progressed uh, from that we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, you've got a lot of exciting things happening. And we think people should have a listen, uh, particularly people in Perth, but also people in the rest of Australia and globally. There's things can, they can benefit from from this conversation. So uh, thanks for taking the time to come on. My pleasure. Thank you. So as we usually do, we like to get a bit of a back history from our guests on the podcast to find out what has led them to this point in time, because everyone has different combinations of experiences that lead them to a, a certain certain part of what they're doing now. And uh, I always think what you've done in the past helps contribute to your, your business or whatever it is you're doing. Um, at the moment, and a lot of people say to me sometimes that you know, they're they're not happy with what they're doing or they don't like what they're doing. And I'll say I typically say you'll be quite surprised at how your past experiences will help you with things you're doing currently. And um, so, feed us back. We'll go back to the, some of the first things you're doing um, in in terms of employment and business. So, what what got you started? We'll say you've left high school. We're going back that far. <laughs> All right. You've, well, we, we are going back. <laughs> we don't. We don't want your high school stories. We no, can no, save those okay. for another podcast. Well, um, I've always had a curiosity of um, being in business, but to be honest, I didn't have um, the uh, motivation to jump ship, sort of thing. I had a lot of fear around the idea of going into business on my own. Uh-huh. So I worked in a whole range of professions um, since leaving school, going through doing different university degrees. But in a nutshell, I've worked in banking. I've worked in education as a teacher. Um, that is my degree, an education degree. And I've also worked in not-for-profit organisations, arts organisations predominantly in the marketing 
um, sales um, type departments with an education role, becoming an audience development role. And it was actually when I was pregnant with my son, he's turning nine um, this month, uh, that I had a taste of what it would be like to work from home Mm. because my boss at the time, um, I think she took pity on me because I didn't cope with pregnancy very well and allowed me to work from home two days a week. And so, when I was uh, continuing my pregnancy and then went through my year of maternity leave, I basically researched going into business on my own and a home-based business so I could be uh, having the motivation for me um, to do it was my son because I wanted to have control over my diary and I didn't want to be getting on a bus at eight o'clock in the morning to go and work in the CBD um, when I had a young um, baby. Yeah. So that was the motivation. So he was my motivation to get over myself, to get over my fears and to actually take on this thing called small business. And I can tell you that is now, I'm coming up to my eighth year in business um, and it has been an absolute roller coaster ride, but it's been a very, uh, one of full of joys, full of challenges, but also that roller coaster ride reflects my growth as both a human being, but also as a professional um, in what I do. So um, basically, Out of the Box Biz is my third business. And I started out with an online art gallery, mm-hmm. which I am actually using the the structure of that business, which I created eight years ago, unbeknownst to me, I put it in front of a lot of business consultants, experts, coaches, um, and that's all like saying, this is an amazing entrepreneurial structure. It was a membership-based business. And when that business was struggling due to the um, demise or the struggles of the art industry, I just went, well, I don't feel like I'm helping the people I intended to help, so I need to go do something different. So a few years later, I um, closed that business and took the exact same structure um, to create Out of the Box Biz. So that's a membership-based business. So I've really had eight years experience in working with clients as members as opposed to a non-membership structure. Um, So that's kind of – and what led me to this point was in between those two businesses, I created a property mentoring business because that's one of my other passions and skills in property investment. And it was through that – business and and all through my my professional life, no matter what roles I've had, I've always been, um, other people have interacted with me and said, you really are good at networking and you're good at connecting people. That has been a consistent theme throughout my professional life, right from um, my 20s. So it brilliant. comes Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank I you. Can, I, can, I can vouch for that. Yeah, well, you've seen it firsthand. I have, many times. (laughs) And, I mean, this interview is a result of that, is testament to that face-to-face personal communication and connection. So you never know where it's going to lead and what it's going to do. And as a result of that, um, this business, Out of the Box Biz, was created because I started, um, I created the first B&I, lunchtime B&I in Western Australia. It was about two or three years ago now. And the people coming to that were saying, this is great, um, B&I is great, we know it works, but we want to see what you do in the networking space, Fleur. And that really that really took me by surprise. I mean, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so over that six months period, I, I thought about it and I thought, well, do I have any views? Do I actually have a comment or a way I think it should be done in terms of complementary and what's already on offer? So it was through that experience that I felt there was a gap in the market and therefore Out of the Box Biz was born 1st of January 2014. Awesome, yeah, and it's gone from strength to strength. And how many people did you have now? For those who don't know, you've got a, a cap on membership, uh, for, at least for the for this current um, version of Out of the Box Biz. It's a hundred and twenty people cap. Yeah, so a hundred and twenty in each capital city. In is each the, capital city, okay. Ruling. Yeah, okay. And uh, you're in Perth at the moment, but you're expanding to other areas of Australia as, yep. as we speak. So that's exciting. Um, but when you first started and when you thought, okay, let's launch out of the box biz, you, did you have some carryovers from your other business that, that came along for the ride and thought, yeah, well, Fleur's great. We know Fleur. We trust Fleur. We'll, we'll sign up. And they just sort of put their hands up and off they went. How, how many people joined at the initial launch? Yeah, so um, I was talking to people in my art business. I was very upfront with them and said, I'm not no longer going to do what I do. But the reason why I feel confident I can and stop doing this is because I've got something else to offer you if you're interested. So I told them it was very different. And I had about 25 to 28 artists back then. Um, and 15 came across and they said, yeah, we'll give this a go. You know, I'll continue for three to six months and see if it works for me. Um, because the, as you um, alluded to, there was a high level of trust and I was very honoured, to be honest, that those people um, took that leap of faith because, you know, that enabled me to, you know, recreate from the ground up. So I also was talking to about five different people who just been hanging around me saying, look, I, I really, they were the ones encouraging me to do my version of networking. So we opened our doors 1st of January 2014 with 20 members. We had our first event in February because I felt I needed at least six weeks to talk about the new business before I did an event. Mm -hmm. um, we now run one um, meetings in January as well, but that year I didn't. And so we had uh, 20 members at that meeting. We had about 39 people, I think it was, in the room. And by the March, the next meeting, we had 35 members. So awesome. it's just built from then. Yeah, it's great. I, I didn't hear about it until the middle of the year. Mm. And, I, and I came along to, I think it was June or July, and mm. uh, I happened to be member number 60, which was fun. Yeah, you were. I, I was in, right, right smack in the middle. Uh, and I, I was, I'm only just thinking as you're talking that this is the longest I've remained a member of any uh, networking group ever. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the oh. longest before that was Anthea's that I mentioned before, which yeah. is where we initially met, which was um, for about a year or so. But now, coming up, I think next month, it will be the longest. And yeah. I intend to stay. I have no, you know. I think you're really cool, Fleur, so I think I'll stay. And not, not, <laughs> not only are you cool, but the people who are members are cool. And that's one of the things that it's a really, uh, really good group of people with a lot of diversity. I think that's the thing I enjoy about it because I've been a member of BNI. And for those who don't know what BNI is, it's Business Networking International is what it stands for. And uh, it's a Again, an international organisation. I've been a member of a couple of different chapters in different places around Perth over the years, and it was okay. But I just, I'm not a, 
early morning person, mm. and um, I know this. You, you started a lunchtime one, didn't you? Uh, for being yeah, on, yeah. I mean, and not everything is going to suit everybody either. No, and the weekly thing just it wasn't for me, and I found it limiting because it was typically you know you, most chapters I was a member of there was maybe twenty to thirty people at the most. Mm. So, and that's what I do enjoy about out of the box biz is typically at any given time. Not I mean not everyone who's a member turns up to the every monthly meeting all all the time. So um, I think typically what we've got about 60 or 70 people there at, at quite often. Is that about right? Yeah, we've got a core group um, that fluctuates anywhere between 65 to 80 people now. That okay. The top end's growing now. But yeah, there's a core group. And then we have a, a bunch of people that are coming and going um, when it suits their schedules, when, when they're in town or, or what what have you yeah yeah okay so I, I just find that's really good and look in terms of networking I'm a, a firmer believer of you, you, when you go to a networking event I focus on quality not quantity so I don't try and mm. get around and talk to every single person in the room and throw my business mm. card at them like because some people operate so mm. I, I would rather just talk to two or three people for an evening and make that more solid connection so so it takes a while to get around to all these people so that's yeah you keep coming back every month and i say there's new people that come in so there's a constant fresh um group of people even though you say there is a core group that doesn't seem to change that much but there's always different people and people bring guests along as well so it's uh yeah there's always a, a healthy proportion of new people in the room yeah, yeah, there is, and that's that's great, and I think that's anything networking related needs needs that. So, thank so, you. So, in terms of, you know, who is the target market for this group? Who should come along to out of the box biz? Um, describe well, I, describe I, them I describe it as business professionals because there's a whole range of people out there who need to generate new connections, but they may not be the business owner themselves. Yes, we do have a large proportion of business owners that are members, but I like to make it broader than that to encourage business professionals to be in the room. Because, for instance, our family lawyer, who's the member, I met the business owner Mm-hmm. And she and I both knew that she wasn't going to be the member for Out of the Box. It just wasn't going to suit her, doesn't suit the way she works. And so she introduced me to one of her staff members who's fantastic and she gets it and she comes along and she's a really valued member. So there's an opportunity there both for the business owner or else um, someone in their business um, to generate those new um, connections in yeah. business. So that's why I'm very uh, – that's why I use the term business professional uh, rather than just business owner. Yeah, good um, Yeah. So that just allows us to attract, um, as you mentioned before, a more diverse uh, room because I believe, as you've mentioned, that that is the key to success in any networking room. Um, I mean, it's great having industry um, groups and networking events and those sorts of things. There's definitely a place for that. But if I'm coming to the market and offering something different in um, networking, because I can tell you when I went to, you know, first talk about this, everyone's going, well, there's loads of networking groups, Fleur. What are you going to do that's different? So I talked to a lot of people and I said, what about a diverse room every single month? And there's both core people that you know, that you feel comfortable with and you've got long-term relationships, but there's always new people there as well. And right from the very first meeting, I feel very fortunate in that's what we've been attracting. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, I think it's great. Typical um, things that people need to know, I suppose, is you know what's involved with joining and what what are the costs for that for that sort of thing. So what's your membership fees and how does that work for people who are interested in maybe coming along? Yeah, so um, we're a membership-based organisation, so we do encourage the majority of people in the room to be members because we're about long-term relationships. However, we do encourage guests, of course, who want to come along and just see what it, what it's all about, try it first. So our public ticket is $149 to attend, mm-hmm. but our membership um, prices begin lower than that because my commitment is to our members. So um, it really depends on what level. We've got a whole bunch of levels, but in a nutshell, you can actually get in the room um, as a member from $97. However, that's on a longer term commitment. But just to get in the room at the moment until the end of the year, because it'll be a slight increase for 2016, it's 129 to be the base level member where you, you get the membership, you become a part of the community, you get the online presence, but you also get the monthly events as well. Yeah, yep. That's great. Um, so, but, you know, um, it's quite, we offer quite a lot, so it's quite complex. So I always encourage people to have a conversation and we base that conversation about what their greatest business needs are and if we're a good match for them, to be honest. Yeah, and that's, I think it's important that people need to come along for, to these sorts of things and experience them at least once before they then uh, decide to commit to joining because it is, you know, um, an ongoing thing and there's no point in paying for a monthly membership of something if you're not going to turn up. So, Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are coming in that are new, um, um, committing to three months because they can see, because we're about long-term relationships, that you're not going to really understand what it's all about in one month. So they generally um, join for three months and then uh, if it's a good match and it's working for them, then they continue on on an annual basis, which is really exciting because then we can really nurture nurture and leverage those long-term business relationships. Yeah, that's awesome. And you are the master networker, Fleur. I looked, it's, it's funny to watch <laughs> you in the room, when, particularly when there's so many people. Uh, I often watch Fleur, and this happens to me many times. She'll walk across, grab someone by the arm in a nice way and say, you need to meet such and such. And then she sort of links them together. You two need to speak. And then off she goes and she does it with someone else. It's quite fun to watch. So um, Now, Brendan is on this podcast, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he has a question because right, Hi, it's, only been, it's only been Hi, Brendan. Ed, Ed and Fleur going on. Uh, so, so, Brendan... Any observations or questions for Fleur? Well, because you two guys know what, what this is all about, tell me what happens at an event because what happens at a networking event? I've been to a couple of B&Is and it wasn't for me but explain to me, does everyone just have tea and biscuits or, or what, no. what's the deal? <laughs> well, we, yeah, sure. we do. <laughs> that is definitely part of it. It's really the main reason I go but um, not really. For the biscuits, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> for the biscuits and the tea. Do we have biscuits? I don't know. <laughs> yes, there are biscuits in that little corner where the coffee and machine ah, is. Ah, Ed knows where the biscuits yeah, are. Yeah, I don't actually eat them truthfully. I don't. I did early, but not anymore <laughs> because they were just you know too many, and I was like, this is not good. So um, I'll let you describe what happens in the meeting floor, and then I'll right. t- I'll tell you I'll tell them the listeners whether I agree. All right, that'd be awesome. All right, go for it. 
So, yeah, we uh, meet in – it's an evening event, so when you're not eating into your working day. So people start arriving around 6. There's open networking, which is just people are free to mill about, grab some food, and there's tea and coffee and um, food available, uh, more than biscuits because <laughs> it is dinner time. Yep. So we do cater – um, more than just um, tea and biscuits. And then we go into the um, formal presentation. We do follow a business agenda. And but, uh, basically, we bring in normally um, one expert guest speaker, which will speak for either 60 or 90 minutes um, throughout the evening. And then we have our own out-of-the-box um, agenda items like I have a business tip which is on some aspect of business that I feel is current in terms of trending what everyone's thinking about or concerned about during that month and um, we, um, which also creates an opportunity to get up out of your seat and move about the room to meet other people so there's a couple of um, we facilitate some um, networking opportunities um, live through the actual agenda and then we have a middle mm-hmm. break, which is open networking again, and we finish the formal presentation and again end off with um, open networking at the end because I think there needs to be a blend of you realising who's in the room go, oh, I need to go and talk to that person, but also us facilitating some networking opportunities and go meet people that you wouldn't you know, normally think of meeting because you just don't know. You don't know who's in that room often because we do, we are averaging about 80 people in the room now. Um, And yes, um, myself as the master networker uh, attempts to connect people live in the room, but we're also connecting people in between the monthly meetings. So an out-of-the-box biz membership is more than just the monthly meeting. But in a nutshell, that's what we go through um, at our monthly meetings. Yeah, and uh, the guest speakers are awesome, and I'm not just saying that because I have been one of them. But, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> thank you. But typically, uh, I I don't think there's anyone who has presented that haven't been really great. Um, that's had thank some you. a really good ex- uh, view on what they do. They come from different backgrounds, and uh, yeah, always look forward to having the guest speakers and. Uh, last month it was John Bellamy mm-hmm. um, who has just been on our podcast. He was on. Oh, fantastic. And that's about to get uploaded uh, tomorrow, isn't it, Brendan? Tomorrow. And, um, it is. It is. And we spoke to John about um, uh, heart-centred moneymakers and also LinkedIn. That was the sort of subject of that podcast for those who want to go back and listen to it. And uh, that, was, that was great. So that's a sort of standard of people that, come in sometimes it's local people sometimes it's actually members of out of the box beers and other times it's people from out of state or different places so it's quite varied yes so if people want to go and check out out of the box beers and they're interested in learning more uh, they can go to out of the box biz it's b-i-z out of the box biz.com.au um, I believe Fleur's got a new website that's currently being built. Is that right, Fleur? You've got. Some- I get a sneak peek of what it's looking like next week. So it's, we're so close. So please don't judge us by the current website. It's very old and it's not the fault of the original web developer. It's no, all my fault. Well, <laughs> by the time this goes live, that may be completely irrelevant. So yes. uh, so I actually may edit this bit out so you don't no, have to sorry. say that. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, whether the website's live or not. Um, yep. Otherwise, someone's got something to look forward team so so they can go there and check that out that is cool 
Um, I also encourage people to connect with me online, either by LinkedIn or Facebook, because um, because we are connecting people. People like to watch and see what we're up to first before they actually start committing on any level. Yeah, great. So they can just search for Fleur Allen, F-L-E-U-R-A-L-L-E-N. Yep. Fleur Allen, that is the spelling. I got that right. I'm very impressed with myself. <laughs> And they can find you on LinkedIn or Facebook, as you said. So that's cool. And uh, start following what's going on with that. So another very exciting thing that's just happened is you just won an award um, through the, what would you call, uh, Entreport. It's a a business system, business management system, business marketing system platform. Mm. They probably did a really terrible job of describing it. But uh, they they have a, a yearly event held in Santa Barbara, which is where the company is based, and it's called Entrepalooza. And you were just the recipient of an award. So would you like to tell us what happened there and what that is all about? Yes, I'd love to. Uh, Very unexpected. It was an application-based business award process. So I submitted the application sometime, I think it was back in July, um, not thinking I'd actually win it. <laughs> yeah. um, I know people say to me and go, well, if you don't have the expectation of win, why do you bother? And the reason why I bother is part of my own professional development and business development in that when I put myself through an application process, you kind of get real about where you're at in your business, if you know what I mean, because it's like you're showing you know, to a third party, you know, often intimate details about your own business. So yeah. I you know, seek opportunities to do that. So I put it in, didn't think anything of it, but I did put an intention. I was doing a business plan um, workshop over in Sydney in August and when I was writing out a few goals that I'd like to achieve, I thought, oh, it would be really cool if I won this um, Palooza Award, um, a success award by Entreport. And lo and behold, um, it was eight weeks ago that I received the email saying congratulations. (laughs) Awesome. um, Yeah, so it was one of five awards um, only that were um, awarded. There was one probably the top award and then the four of us um, underneath um, were all recipients. So I won the success award for most creativity with technology, which a lot of people who know my business is all about face-to-face communication would find that quite funny or ironic (laughs) Um, (laughs) because although I am committed to -to face-to-face contact and communication for long-term business um, relationships. I'm also understanding we live in a modern world with a lot of technology available to us and I've been using Entreport at different levels. I started off on the really baby level um, probably about five years ago and built myself up. So it's it's predominantly looking after a lot of the marketing support, the back-end um, support of my business. But after being at the conference, I'm realising how much more it can do because you often don't know what you don't know. So mm, Always. Yeah, so that was really, to be honest, I've only just got back and got back over the jet lag. So it's all been an incredibly exciting um, period of growth and learning and celebration. Um, 
So it's for the first time I've always had the intention that I thought Out of the Box Biz could be a global entity and for the first time um, having acknowledgement with this international award and all the feedback and um, interest I got when I was in the US, um, I really believe that, that we can go that far. So it's a very exciting time. Awesome. Yes, the power of the imagination is only yes, limited is. by ourselves ultimately. So that's very cool. Did you like Santa Barbara? Oh, I love Santa it's Barbara. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great spot. I was there uh, many years back. I haven't been there since for the Commission Junction, which is an affiliate marketing platform. Commission yeah, Junction. Yeah, it's a lovely, lovely yeah, town. It is. It's really, really cool. So, and uh, so that's great. So. In terms of Entreport, for people who are wondering what is Entreport, how would you describe Entreport as a, as a platform for business? What, what is it that it does? Well, the um, best way of describing it is it combines things like a CRM, your customer relationship management program or your database or wherever you store your clients or contacts for in business. Mm-hmm. So it has that functionality. You can always also um, include your email marketing. So rather than having all these different software programs all over the place and trying to get them to talk to each other, you know, you go into the one dashboard. So I log into Entreport multiple times every single day. So it's tracking um, things like my email marketing. It's also doing, we have um, sequences. So because I'm a membership-based organisation, everyone that joins out of the box, they all have the same questions because this is a new thing. Mm. And people can only take in so much information in like a one-hour meeting when we sit down and have our new member meetings. So we have an online induction course, um, which is a bunch of um, emails that goes out to members over probably a three-week period. So it's about seven emails over a three-week period. Um, Just talking about different aspects of the membership and that's all run through Entreport. Mm -hmm. Um, And now um, they've just improved the templates for their landing pages. So now I'm creating, I can create any number of landing pages I want and host it through Entreport or as a part of my one monthly subscription. So I'm on quite a high level um, subscription, but I'm on that higher level because I now use it all. Yeah. So if people are new in business, you just start off at this uh, lower level and build your build your way up. But I highly recommend whether it's Entreport or any other software program out there that is your one central dashboard of storing the information. Um, it's all centered around your contacts. So basically, if a contact comes into my business whether it be from the website, from a landing page, from social media, from live networking, then that entered into uh, the contacts area, the CRM um, area, and it's recorded how we met them. So in terms of analysis of your business, whether you do that monthly, quarterly, annually or whatever, it's good information. You can go and go, right, you know, August, I, we got a lot of members. So, where did they come from? How did that happen? So, it's very, very powerful. And I don't use it anywhere near to what you can, um, but I'm learning and um, it's a lifeline of my business, really. Awesome. Very, very cool. Brenda, have you got any questions uh, regarding Entreport because you're, you're into these <laughs> platforms? I am. Not really. I've. Uh as we've talked about in other episodes, I used to use, well, I had two copies of Infusionsoft for two of our different businesses and I'm now 
moving away from it because I'm just not the product doesn't do what we needed to do anymore. But um, why did you choose Entreport? Why specifically that? And did you try anything before that? Yeah, I tried. I was on an infusion soft. There was a period of time, I think, from what I can gather, um, infusion soft went through some kind of upgrade, and I was with them before this upgrade and it was an unfortunate situation where I had three to six months where the data just literally was jamming and Infusionsoft is a very, very um, expensive initial buy-in and monthly um, costing and basically what changed me to go from Infusionsoft to Entreport is Infusionsoft have an incredible sales team. Like if you ever Mm want to learn how to, you know, work in a sales team, just go through the whole inf- infusion soft process because they're incredible and I have a lot of respect for them because they're very successful. However, their follow-up, backup, support teams, now this is about five years ago so I can't comment on it now currently, frankly it was terrible. Brendan, get Brendan again. <laughs> so there was no support. I was spoken to. It hasn't changed. So. And I just went, you know what, I'm paying an incredible amount of money here and I'm not a software expert, you are, um, but I'm the client and I need your help and I didn't appreciate how I was being spoken to. Um, so Entreport, on the other hand, pretty much don't have a sales team. I mean, they've changed that now to five years ago. They've, they're beginning to develop that area more, but they've put their energies and their expertise in the support um, staff and they're incredible and that's just so lovely. Like, there's nothing that's never too big a problem and if something's not fixed there's often a reason you just check in and you know something's just been missed but it's like an innocent mistake it's not this big deal kind of drama (laughs) um so and it's just the culture of the business I enjoy the culture of the business I mean that's why I chose to um, enter their success awards because I wanted to be aligned my brand with their brand and that's I'm very interested in organizational culture and I really respect um, the way they communicate to their clients but also the way they communicate internally and the way they bond together because they are um, they do have a concern and interest in business community as I do. Yeah, that's a, a great point. And look, there is a lot of complexity to these platforms that yeah. pe- people who aren't technical can completely get overwhelmed by them. Yeah. Uh, and so something that is simpler to use is always better. And But if you do get stuck, you want to be able to ask questions, not be made to feel stupid because you yeah, don't know the, exactly. an- the answers and to actually have someone who gives a crap helping you. And, and Entreport's now got people... In Australia, they've flown staff over and believe yeah. that's still the case. That, well, so, apparently 30% of their clientele is in Australia. So there you, there you that's go. pretty cool. Yeah, so, they, so they've moved some staff over here and to, to help with sort of local times for getting yeah. getting support <laughs> rather than staying up at 2 o'clock in the morning so you can speak to someone in the US, yeah. uh, which is never fun being Perth-based. You, you sort of, It's great when you've got someone, at least in Sydney, at least it's only yeah. three hours difference. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really helped things a lot. Yeah, that's great. So that's good. So, you know, I mean, people can go to entreport.com uh, and check that out if they want to have a look. And uh, it comes with the full backing and approval of Fleur Allen from Out of the Box Biz. <laughs> it does. At the time of this recording. <laughs> 
yes. <laughs> one thing I find over the years, like it's just, uh, I, I don't know why this happens, but you find some platform that's really good, and it may be a small platform or, or a tool or something that's really great, and you love it, and then a big company comes along and buys it and turns it into complete shit. <laughs> And this happens all the bloody time. And you think, why can't they leave it alone? Why do they have yeah. to go and, you know, they they do not listen to the if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. Yeah. And they just go and stuff it up and you go, okay, time to leave. So so hopefully Entreport will keep growing and get better and they won't forget their roots and their, their whole, uh, as you say, their, their business culture of dealing with their clientele yeah, and having that great customer experience. So very, very cool. So... Um, yeah, so I thought, look, people who are listening to this podcast, they are definitely in your target market, and they not everyone who listens to this is is in Perth, but it may, uh, you know, sometime down the track when you've expanded to other places in Australia and overseas, uh, further on, then that's something that people may be listening to this podcast in two years' time. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Yeah, well, we're trying to decide whether it's Sydney or Melbourne that's going to want us first. So it's all down to demand. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Fantastic. So anything else you'd like to ask Fleur, Brendan, before we finish up and let her get back to her busy schedule of catching up uh, on? I think that's it, Ed. That's it? Cool. Hmm. So thanks, Fleur. Thank you so much to both you, uh, Ed and Brendan. This is um, a great My opportunity. Pleasure. So I really appreciate it. You are most welcome. Thanks for coming on, and I will see you at the next Out of the Box Biz uh, meeting. So, uh, great. Thanks. See you guys. You've been listening to the Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.